0: everybody to another episode of the Nerd Continuity where we talk about design development and all the other crazy stuff we find online. I'm your host Alex and with me as usual my co-host Chris Perko. Hello Chris. Hello. How are you doing? Ah I'm super tired. I'm falling asleep because (laughs) last night I woke up at 4 a.m because a mouse was climbing on a curtain. Oh. Like since when mice climb i like what is this mutant shit that is going on in my house so and
1: did it wake you up or did your wife like wake
0: up screaming and you know i heard him it was like scratching and (laughs) like my wife has a pretty like she's a heavy sleeper like she doesn't wake up so i'm a really light sleeper sleeper so i i heard that real weird noise and i woke up i turned on the line it was this little kind of cute but terrifying (laughs) little shit attached on my curtain and my wife woke up for the light and looked at it and just started screaming and my dog freaked out because he couldn't see the mouse he never sees mice I don't know why he was looking at us wondering why we were jumping on our bed and yeah that's it so I started putting some mouse traps around the house and we didn't go back to bed we stayed on the couch for the next three four hours oh man uh, so yes i'm I'm yawning a lot and I, i'm sorry if i'm gonna just disappear throughout this episode like at one point you're gonna talk <laughs> about talk yourself yeah. yeah go go for it uh
1: how are you doing pretty good pretty good i've been uh Busy on a a few things Mm -hmm. that I'm looking forward to share uh, probably in the next episode. Nice. Um, I don't know if I mentioned last episode, but the watch on my Fitbit completely died a few weeks ago. What? Um, And I just got a replacement. Fitbit support was awesome. They sent me a new one. Mm -hmm. Pretty much no questions asked. They're just like, send in your old one. We'll send you right back a new one. Mm. Um, So trying to finish up the second watch face I'm working on. And I've also got some user requested features for the first one, so...
0: Oh, nice.
1: uh, Doing a little work on that, and um, also today I did a little work on the AWPS uh, command line. Oh,
0: yes, I saw the pull request I'm going to review later. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, so with this new request, uh, as soon as the theme is done building, it'll go ahead and install Composer, it'll run npm install, and also do the npm uh, build so that uh, as soon as it's done, you can activate it on the admin panel and your theme is already running. You don't have to do anything else.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I was always getting those issue reports. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> the mix file, then like the mix manifest is not there. The SVG, like all the methods related to the composer helper class that gets loaded mm-hmm. through composer. Oh, this, this is not working. Yeah. I was like, always the same answer. Yeah, run composer install, npm install, and you're good to go. Yeah, uh, yeah no, thanks so much. I was like, I always thought about doing it but I was super lazy and i had other (laughs) 10 million things to deal with so yeah i'm gonna test it and merge it and and create a new release of the cli sure let me know if it works (laughs) i did a little testing on my end and it it seemed to work fine okay Uh, the
1: output looked a little weird for npm i guess because you're running it through php yeah um but it seems to work
0: yeah i wanna i wanna see if i can implement some like cute emojis or stuff like that (laughs) like i don't know the ghost cli or it's it's really good in that mm-hmm. um, But I, I I think like it's Yeah, it's it's an issue with PHP Because also the, w, the WP CLI Doesn't have any real Like a output Like a good NPM output Whenever you install no. stuff It's really static In the way PHP is So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Awesome, awesome. Another little little update for the last week for me, I opened the Akira Patreon and I released an update on the campaign that it's titled, What If The Campaign Fails?, because we are like seven, six days away from the end of the campaign, right. and we're just twenty thousand dollars. I mean, just between yeah. double quotes, because <laughs> that's still incredible. It's amazing. We have like almost yeah. six hundred people that pledged to the project, and we raise more than twenty thousand dollars for an open source project, which yeah. doesn't exist. How hard it is to convince people to give you money on something that doesn't really that <laughs> you cannot really actually use it? It's mind blowing, but. Yeah. Yeah so we 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 had this plan B since day one. Uh if we don't reach the goal we're going to go we're going to keep working on Akira part time whenever we can. But we're going to try to fund it through Patreon or a lot of people suggested to open Liberpay which I'm going to I'm going to see what's this fuss about. Uh so we're going to try to raise some funds uh in like mostly the main goal is just for me to pay the other three developers full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care about myself. I will keep working full-time and uh, working on Akira whenever I don't sleep because a mouse wakes me up. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta do that. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, we got a pretty positive response. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy about the outcome and about like how many users are actually excited about Akira, which is, it's a great little thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's great. I mean, it's, it's amazing you were able to get twenty thousand funded. That's uh, definitely a good sign that that people want this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that you'll have no problem getting the Patreon funded and uh, be able to start, uh, you know, really putting a lot of development effort into the project.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait. I, it's I'm I'm super excited. I can't wait to release the first version. The canvas is almost done. Uh, the interface is coming along. I, I have to finish the uh, the header bar which is kind mm-hmm. of like the most complicated things because is the where all the basic tools the 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 tools that you're going to be using most of the times are there and I want to make it right. I don't want to mm-hmm. leave the users like lost the first time that they open the application that they have to scroll through thousands of menus and not recognize the icons and don't know what to click to do something. So I want to make it right from the start. Uh, and another thing that I've been doing for the past week, and it's tied to our main topic, uh, it's creating an uh, award block for WordPress with Gutenberg, okay. with the block editor. Uh, so I don't know if you if you followed my series, like the premium theme development for WordPress. Um, yeah, the, the sunset theme? Yeah, the sunset theme, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At the beginning, in order to download the Photoshop file, the design file, I had this little Gleam... Uh, uh widget that is like gleam.com or gleam.io or whatever it's mm-hmm. a company that offers these sort of like make some actions in order to get a reward and it's usually just download this but pay with a tweet or pay with a subscription pay with a follow uh-huh. like all these like social uh social media actions in order to get a file in exchange uh, and at the beginning, it was really great because you had, if you didn't want to actually uh, make a proper marketing campaign or something really expensive, it was completely free. In fact, in order to download that PSD file, I was just asking to subscribe to YouTube, so, uh, follow oh, on wow. Twitter, and tweet, uh, just do a retweet, and that's it. Uh, okay. But then I guess they didn't make any money. So <laughs> now it's stupid expensive. Like it's $100 a month for a very limited amount of users. So if you have your campaign and it runs for a month and you pass a thousand users that they clicked on those links, that's Mm it. You cannot use the same campaign anymore. You have to create another one, which is really stupid. Yeah. Um, And then I started searching a lot of plugins or alternatives. Everything is super expensive and (laughs) it's just not good. And how are these really to make something like that so i decided to use it as a little experiment to create a sort of like complicated block for gutenberg and Mm -hmm. yeah we'll we'll talk about my experience later Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty (laughs) it's pretty terrible joys of gutenberg yeah okay let's talk about the news Um, have you ever heard about classic press yeah i
1: haven't really kept a close eye on it but i i do remember them talking about it quite a bit when Uh, Last year, the whole Gutenberg thing started and it was like, you know, hey, you know what? WordPress is an open source project, so let's just fork it Mm -hmm. and let's have it without Gutenberg and make it more modern in some way. I'm not sure exactly what they've done other than just not having Gutenberg. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so they're they're version one of their release candidates available now, huh? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at their documentation and what their, like, uh, approach to this whole thing is. Basically, for now, for version one, it's just literally WordPress 4.9, basically. Uh, The the regular WordPress without Gutenberg. They said that they are removing a bit of bloat. Mm -hmm. And by that, it's pretty hilarious because they said, oh, we removed the default Hello Dolly and Akismet plugins. (laughs) yeah is that bloat (laughs) okay (laughs) that's funny uh but yeah no it's an interesting project and the fact is that they have really good plans for version 2 which will happen next year like later next year which will involve a lot of rewriting of php in order to modernize it and make it compatible with version 7.2 and 7.3 Uh, So for now, yeah, version one is going to basically build, uh, like maintain a regular classic version of WordPress without Gutenberg Mm -hmm. and stripping away all the JavaScript extra React things. Uh, But for next versions, they have pretty interesting plans. I'm curious to see how long they can keep uh, implementing new like, yeah. releases from WordPress. and how classic press without breaking things and how it's going to, like when it's going to completely go on a different direction. is going to be sort of like a standalone project.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see how it'll, it'll work out because, you know, I, there's a lot of people that use WordPress that are not really developers. Yeah, And they're just going to be like, oh, WordPress, yeah, sure, grab it. I don't care about Gutenberg, it's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have developers that are, you know, very critical of Gutenberg and uh, no I think from a development standpoint not a lot of people are are pro Gutenberg <laughs> I think most of yeah. the developers I see online are are very against it because of a lot of the reasons we'll discuss later yeah so it's interesting to see like who's going to be going to classic press who's going to be sticking with actual WordPress from uh, from automatic mm-hmm. um, just kind of see what will happen hopefully it won't die I'd like to see it flourish and, and see what happens
0: yeah exactly and I can't I can't think of any fork or spin of WordPress that has been popular, as popular yeah. as Classic Press. Uh, there are a few out there, especially there are a few that heavily edited and tweaked the administration area to make it look mm-hmm. less uh, open, I would say less customizable, but more like folks like user oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I'm curious to see where it goes. Definitely, it's it's good. Like it's the basic of open source. Uh, I'm sorry for them because like managing the core components and the code base of WordPress, it's a bit of a mess. Oh yeah, it's oh my god. I was looking into the WP includes the other day to check <laughs> the default blocks and all the other things that they did in PHP in order to implement Gutenberg. Oh, it's just not not good, <laughs> not maintainable. Yeah. Uh well. Yeah,
1: that code base just needs a complete rework. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's gonna happen. Like, it will no. never happen. Well, no, they want to
1: keep the backwards compatibility and everything. So, well, not, not really. Well, we'll,
0: we'll talk about this later, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like they want that. Do, do, do want that to do anymore? Right? Yeah. But not for Gutenberg, I mean like the general WordPress development, like the PHP stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Okay, next news, Facebook. Do you know that Facebook is still terrible, right? What? No way. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, a garbage company still (laughs) does garbage things, (laughs) apparently. Uh, This news is really interesting, and unfortunately, I I was able to read the news when this article was publicly available from the Wall Street Journal. Now it's behind the paywall, which is really upsetting because it was a really great article. If I can find something open, something free, I will put it in the description on the notes of the show. (laughs) But basically, what a lot of users found out is that... If you're using an app, especially on Android that is less secure than iOS devices on Android, if you're using a medical app and you're storing your health information, like, for example, a lot of women were storing their cycle and Mm -hmm. when to take specific pills or if you have some health issues and reminders, stuff like that. If you access Facebook, even from the web, from uh, uh, like your Chrome or another browser in your phone, Facebook was able to... Piggyback and use backdoors to download these data from these apps and store them inside their database, even if you physically you don't have a Facebook account. Yeah, <laughs> that's ah. <laughs> you know, in a way,
1: I'm not surprised with uh, like what they were doing um, with those apps. they were getting kids to download, and uh, and, I, and iOS was like locking them out of these like special like developer. Uh, programs that they were able to put on these devices. Yeah, the
0: developer certificates yeah
1: yeah so it's like I'm not really surprised that they're running all this stuff in the background secretly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't know how they haven't been like just taken down. I have worked in the healthcare <laughs> yeah. industry before and it is they're so strict about data. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for a company that they did a lot of um, STD and HIV testing. Yeah, and we had contracts with the military. Yeah, and I don't know how many times I would I'd walk into work. And the air force would be, be there. Like didn't tell you they're coming. They're just there to audit things. Yeah. So the amount of laws that, especially in this country, and I'm sure uh, most, com- most countries are are like this, where they have a lot of laws about the security of personal information when it comes to, especially when it comes to medical records. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, I, I don't know how the FBI isn't just like raiding Facebook headquarters or something. And um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do kind of like what pirate bay did like declare oh, yeah. their own country on the middle of the ocean <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> they could they probably want. do it. They have the money, so
0: they have the money to buy a little island and make it their own country, definitely. Yeah. Uh what's interesting is about is that uh someone would think like what's the point of actually stealing this data if you don't actually have a user signed on Facebook? Why you need this data if you cannot mm-hmm. pair it with a user account that you already have? and all these things are happening and i'm starting to think actually i was listening to another podcast that they suggested that they're actually working with someone in order to gather this data and the only company or the only group of people interested in this type of data are insurance companies mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty scary that's pretty fucked up because if you if you think about it, like you're like insurance companies they already have the monopoly especially in the US, right? They they own everything. And if you don't have an insurance, you're basically no one and you could die in a street, whatever. They don't care. Uh, What if these insurance companies can know before you tell them what are your pre-existing conditions or if you have some health issues or something, what they can rank you before even you having the necessity of asking or like buying a plan or whatever? because yeah, that's going to determine the, the cost of the insurance exactly what it
1: covers. um yeah it's it's true and i mean it's uh you know the whole idea of facebook is is the whole idea of just big data you know an individual person it's worthless you've got millions of these data points it's yeah. now worth a lot of money
0: yeah that's true yeah but it's so. uh I, it's an interesting question that made me laugh but it's true like how is this facebook still up how how is possible yeah. that i think it's it's got too big. To control and it's gotten too big to even regulate it yeah it's just it's impossible how do you how do you handle that amount of data every day how do you vouch for that and especially how do you like all these shitty things that are happening i guess 99 percent are on purpose but they're still the one percent that it's mm-hmm. because of bugs or Bad things written in the codes, or something sure. that they missed, and for the size of Facebook, one percent is still a lot.
1: Oh yeah, and I'm really surprised there's not many developers like coming forward and and
0: you know whistleblowing on stuff that they're doing because I'm sure they're doing a lot of shady stuff. That we oh don't yeah, even know about. yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, based like there was um I don't remember the name, but it, there was a a company from the UK that is actually auditing Facebook in Europe because they can do it they have better laws there for like mm-hmm. privacy and GDPR all this kind of stuff right. and they're auditing facebook based on the leaked documents that happened like a year ago and in those leaked documents there are like there's proof of facebook executives talking with developers or other managers knowing that they're going to do these things on purpose like actually asking hey we need to Use this backport to get the user information From this other app We need to download the contact list from Android Because it's not protected We need to do this and do that So mm-hmm. everyone knows how crappy is this thing And so it's Basically I'm, I'm counting the days Until I delete my Facebook page And my Facebook account <laughs> That's <the day>. Yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 kind of silly Stupid because yeah I will delete Facebook but I'm on Whatsapp Because my mm-hmm. family is on Whatsapp and sure. I'm on Instagram, so I have to delete also Instagram. And mm-hmm. I, I use an Android phone, so it doesn't matter what I do. Facebook <laughs> can access my information. So what's what's even the point of deleting yeah. your Facebook account? Uh, yeah, that's for true. Fucking terrible. Well, whatever. Let's move on to something more interesting, I hope. Yes. Uh, let's talk about NPM, the Node Package Manager. Did you know that they had an enterprise level of... Products,
1: yeah, I'd heard about it a while back and I never really kind of followed up on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a pretty cool concept, uh, especially when you're working in a large company where, um, you know, like right now I'm working on one large application, but there are pieces of it that are really their own components, and it'd be nice to be able to package them up as our own package. Mm -hmm. And if we start a new project later on down the road, we can just pull it in just like a regular NPM package. But, uh, you know, this package may be something that we don't want that to be publicly available. Mm -hmm. Um, It may contain uh, more intellectual property that's important to our company that we cannot share. Uh, There's other things that we are trying to like open source. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it's kind of nice to have uh, the ability to push packages of your code out to other teams or uh, to other projects within your own team Mm -hmm. using NPM, but not have it open to the world.
0: Yeah, that's true. And as you, I was aware of these tier uh, that was like out, out there, but it wasn't publicly available. It wasn't publicly selectable from their website. And then mm-hmm. two days ago, I got an email from NPM and say, hey, we made enterprise more open and more accessible. So whenever you need, you can just click on a button contact and give us some information of the size mm-hmm. of your company. And we're going to make a plan for you. Um, I remember that something like that that justifies the necessity of having an enterprise account happened, if I remember properly, three years ago, four years ago, where a lot of companies were using the the same NPM package and the developer, which was open source, the developer decided one day, I'm not going to maintain it anymore and actually deleted the NPM repository. And I don't know, like 35% of the web went down (laughs) because everyone was using this package. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's why we actually, our our Git repo is is massive because we actually check in all of our NPM packages Mm -hmm. or our node modules are are checked in um, just in case that happens. Um, It it sucks to put all that stuff into GitHub or to not GitHub, but uh, Bitbucket. But, uh, you know, it's if one of these packages goes away, we're going to be screwed
0: <laughs> yes indeed and also it's it's interesting that they offer some automatic like uh, security check and health check of mm-hmm. your source code something that i noticed in npm if you update it to the latest version it's really nice when you do npm install or npm update It gives you the vulnerabilities like low yeah. high medium vulnerabilities and automatically checking or like fixing those things for you and these npm enterprise package will do that automatically for you which is which is pretty great especially if you're working on massive applications you don't want your developers spending too much time on maintaining packages uh Mm -hmm. if like yeah you don't have the resources or stuff like that so yeah it's really interesting um Nothing more to say, but yeah, good for NPM. We'll see yeah. when Microsoft will is gonna buy NPM as well.
1: Yeah, and I'm curious to see what the the pricing is because, like you said, you know, you have to contact them for a price. So, mm-hmm. um, a
0: yeah. million dollars. Yeah.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> for four team members. That's it. So uh, my, news from Microsoft. Um, they are wanting to go into a deal with the U.S. military to use Hololens, which is their uh, like augmented reality headset um to work with military to make them more lethal is mm. what i believe the uh, the words were uh so there's <laughs> a, a protest amongst developers within microsoft specifically the, the Hololens department um saying like hey we didn't sign up for this you know uh we we don't want to make weapons basically yeah um which you know i i completely get uh you know when you're doing something with the military you don't really know what the use is mm-hmm. um, you know, in a way, you could look at this and say, like, well, maybe this is going to keep our soldiers safer. Maybe it's going to allow them to avoid hitting civilians. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it is going to the military. So, uh, you know, do you feel comfortable developing something that is going to be used in a lethal situation? Um, so, there's a, kind of a an internal um, uh, like a sheet going around inside yeah. Microsoft where developers are signing off, saying, like, I don't want to be part of this, and they're pushing for them to exit that deal.
0: It's interesting how all these big companies, I guess it like everyone does it, but these big companies are working more and more with the military and mm-hmm. developing technologies for the military. Google did it and Amazon with the facial recognition yeah. as a deal with the military. And also the developers at and, and Amazon said, this technology is not ready. I'm We're not comfortable in giving it to the military because... It's technology. So first, you don't know how they're going to use it. And second, if there's a bug in your HoloLens and you render wrongly uh, a couch in your apartment is different than rendering mm-hmm. wrongly or pointing <laughs> wrongly. Like, oh, this is an enemy or it's a civilian yeah. or it's a sheep or uh, <laughs> a cornfield. So yeah. yeah, it's, oh my God. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really, it's it's a really weird Think it's a really weird field. I I really don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable. Like my whole question is that why in 2019 we need we still have to go to war and we yeah. still have fucking stupid people killing each other, which yeah. whatever. Uh, but yeah, like improving the technologies can improve the safety and can 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 improve also the the, the speed and the, the the accuracy of this thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, do you think like the workers are, have a, a say in something like a, a massive company like Microsoft can really say, OK, yes, uh, 100 or 200 people are not happy. OK, let's fire them. Let's hire other 200 people that are happy with yeah. the military. <laughs> um,
1: I don't know how that would work. I mean, you know, one of the developers was saying that, you know, this kind of goes against Microsoft's vision of, you know, especially like Bill Gates of going out and helping the world, Mm -hmm. Uh, and now we're building, you know, helping build weapons, basically. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I imagine that if they just probably give an ultimatum, like you're either working on this project or you can leave, Uh, because you know, a a company like Microsoft, there's people lined up out the door to to work there.
0: You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. I mean, I think it would look bad if all of a sudden they had. Two hundred developers just walk out, being like, "I am not, I am not going to do this," mm-hmm. um, and it would also look bad if they fired two hundred developers. Um, so I don't know; it'll be interesting to see um, see what Microsoft decides to do with this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I guess we are um, out. Like, we ran out of the interesting news for this week. So, Chris, uh, we got to talk about Gutenberg yes, again. We talk about Gutenberg. And- especially the development aspect of Gutenberg. Uh did you have the pleasure of developing <laughs> some custom blocks with Gutenberg? So I played around with like the create guten
1: block uh last year when mm-hmm. it was you know everything kept changing and I just gave up on it. I was like I I can't keep up with this. The documentation sucks. Um so this weekend uh yesterday actually I grabbed AWS I you know, got a new instance up. I'm like, all right, I've got a brand new theme. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play with, play with a block.
0: <sighs> yes, that's, I begin. that's the reaction. <laughs> gotta play with a block.
1: You know, and it's like <sighs> the the thing that I really wanted to look at is, uh, you know, something that you were tweeting about the other day, which is updating a block that is already in use. Um, so maybe you've built a plugin that adds blocks to another person's theme. Yeah. Maybe you have a theme that has a custom block and you want to update it. And it just, oh, the, the the problems with it is just incredible. I, I try to make a small change. Like, I'm going to add a little extra paragraph tag at the bottom of this block. Mm-hmm. And then you go into your post and you try to edit it. And it's like, oh, there's some differences here. Do you want to convert it to HTML or a block? And you're like, I don't know. Try block. And then it just spits out all this crazy HTML. Yeah, it never and, works. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's so broken. I, I don't know how whoever's in charge decided to ship 5.0 with, gutenberg at the state it's in
0: right now yeah horrendous no it's 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 ridiculous and you read the documentation on how to deal like they wrote the documentation like it's the smartest thing ever (laughs) like if you have uh if you have a block and then Mm -hmm. you decide to update the block and you want to maintain like quote-unquote backward compatibility with the previous version of the block you need to literally wrap everything like all your attributes and methods all the those parts that are changing around a deprecated object and then you can create a new one and that works I would say works as a stretch of a word yeah. but that works if you're dealing with one attribute and one paragraph and you said mm-hmm. oh yeah no this paragraph actually should be wrapped around p tags instead of span that's okay that could happen but if you have a block that has like a custom columns or custom meta fields or whatever. And then you update it two, three times or you maintain it throughout the years, how massive that fucking JavaScript files will be. Yeah. It's stupid. It is. And it's.
1: I just, I just, I don't understand why they made it the way they did, like why they kind of went away from like the WordPress way completely. Like I understand they're wanting to embrace JavaScript Uh, You know they chose the React way because I'm sure because React is the most popular framework, um, which I disagree. I hate React.
0: Uh, (laughs) Me too. I'm saying both. Um,
1: Yeah, it's mainly just the JSX. But why make it so that all of this just becomes like a string you stick in the database and then you're populating it just through PHP just by pulling out that string and plopping it in there. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to do that, why not just do it like a short code where you have just the attributes and the the parameters that are being passed in mm-hmm. and then on the front-end side instead of doing this whole like edit and save code that gets stringified just call a php function that does the rendering and then you can upgrade it no problem
0: that's true yeah it it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense so i, I started i started playing with these this custom block that i was i was building and first the, the, the first step, which is super messed up, the creation of the block. So when you create the block, you need to write the JavaScript file. And whenever you need to use something, for example, like an element or an attributes, uh, mm-hmm. the button or the media uploader or a simple paragraph, a simple like plain text or rich text attribute, you net, you need to import it from JavaScript, from the wp.components or the wp.core. So you have all these JavaScript import packages that you need to include in your block.js in order to make it work. But if you forget to register your Gutenberg block by specifying an array of packages in PHP, you cannot access those packages in JavaScript. Does it make sense? (laughs) No. <laughs> what i'm saying so <laughs> do you know the wp enqueue script method right you mm-hmm. can specify the title you can specify the url the path of your file and then you can specify an array of dependencies mm-hmm. so you usually the default array of dependencies jquery like you need to enqueue a javascript file that needs jquery so don't load that javascript if you don't have jquery Right. It works exactly the same for Gutenberg, but instead of specifying an array of dependencies, you specify an array of WordPress core Gutenberg dependencies. So, if in your JavaScript file you need to access the WP components, you need to in your PHP file enqueue script that Gutenberg file and specify an array of dependencies with WP components.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: And they written in two different ways. In JavaScript, it is WP.components because it's an object. In Mm -hmm. PHP, it's WP-components because it's a string (laughs) passed through an array. And I I couldn't figure out, like I was following the uh, official documentation, which is a whole other thing, and it's all messed up. And it was like, okay, if you need to import um, a simple text area, you can import the text area from the WP blocks and I did it, wrote JavaScript, compiled I went on the front end or like the actual content edit page and I was having this console log error like the WP block doesn't exist, like, Yep. what how, why, I'm in mean, the admin area, I'm using Gutenberg and the WP block doesn't exist, why? because I didn't enqueue it and required it in PHP <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's so messed up and, and... I don't know. I, I really just don't understand the choices that they made with this. It, it even from the beginning when this was like a new thing, so many people were complaining about it, but they didn't like. They didn't listen. They were just like, "Oh no, this is gonna be the yeah. greatest thing in the world." Um, and
0: like the whole reactivity,
1: like it's only on the admin panel, so
0: doesn't make sense. Like, what's the point of using React if you don't allow reactivity? I understand, like, yeah, you have server-side rendering in the front end, mm-hmm. but so like why I'm writing a massive JavaScript file to not leverage any reactivity and any cool things that I could actually do in the front end.
1: Yeah. It's like if they really wanted to bring reactivity to WordPress, they should have just made the WordPress API a little bit more modern, you know, update the documentation on it and push for people to write more like a single page application type thing using WordPress as a backend. Um,
0: Yeah, I think that would make more sense than this messed up way of doing content. Or like, I understand that you don't want to print the entire content as a a React component because you you strip Mm -hmm. away the server-side rendering. So it impacts the SEO and all this kind of stuff. But at least start from day one with an option to allow reactive blocks in the front end as well. So the user yeah. has a choice. By default, the block is not going to be reactive in the front end. It's going to be just string and printed with the content PHP. But you should have an option to allow, if you have some crazy stuff that you want to edit, and Gutenberg is like React. That's the whole purpose of React. Why implement a React if you don't allow user to use React in the front end? Like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah exactly. Fucking terrible. And... Uh, I I also spent so much time in trying to understand how they handle attributes because they don't handle attributes the React way. They have custom attributes.
1: Yes, yeah, Yeah. it's very strange looking.
0: Did you you try to handle an array in
1: Gutenberg? Uh, No, I didn't try an array. I just tried more simple things than that and I was
0: was having problems, so. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that. I, 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 I ended up completely ignoring the Gutenberg documentation and writing a React component. It's a pure React component that prints HTML. That's it. And it works. As soon as I try to implement the React, the the Gutenberg way with the Mm -hmm. source type and the tag uh, and uh, the uh, whatever, like built-in components of WordPress, it doesn't work anymore. It breaks completely. It generates different code. It doesn't allow me to update my own attributes. It tells Mm -hmm. them my array doesn't exist or whatever, like the object element doesn't exist. Uh, It's no, it's just so confusing in so many ways. And it seems like they they took React and they started building on top of React to change it slightly to make it work the WordPress way. But it's just a mess. So React developers will not be able to just write Mm -hmm. standard React and PHP developers will not understand how React works. They will learn the WordPress block React approach, which is wrong. And it's just a mess, yeah. Yeah, because I remember when the,
1: last year when I was playing with like the create Gutenblock uh, script and everything, and I had done some React, so I had an idea of how, you know, the React syntax looked, and I started getting into it, and I was like, I'm I'm so confused. <laughs> Like I'm really confused, and and I think that you know WordPress has always been kind of like a a place to jump off, right? Like a lot of developers start with WordPress, and then they move into uh, other types of web development later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because WordPress is a, it, it's got great documentation in the Codex for the original PHP stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty easy to comprehend, and then you throw this in there, and it's if if people with experience are having trouble figuring this out. I can't imagine looks on people's faces that are new to web development. And they're like, Oh, I'm gonna try WordPress and they get in here and they're like, What is this?
0: Yeah. It's no, I I'm I'm baffled by the approach of yes, we're gonna have reactivity just in the back end. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. You can have server side rendering with reactivity. Like Vue.js mm-hmm. has server side rendering with like reactive components with dynamic blocks and dynamic components. Why they didn't implement these in Gutenberg? What's the point? Uh, So now, uh, for example, I have this simple block that I'm building that in order to visualize a download link, you need to do three actions. To do that, I need to literally write a React app just for the backend. And then when I print it in the frontend, I have to write data attributes or classes in the HTML and write another JavaScript file with jQuery in order to detect on click, add a number. And if all these three are clicked, uh, drop down, like show displays, slide down the download buttons or use vanilla JavaScript, whatever. But I'm doing three extra steps to something that yeah. I, I was able to do with one thing mm-hmm. in the previous version and I'm yeah. not gaining any benefit other than a fancier animated backend to write my things.
1: Yes, that, that's all it does is it makes, you know, the backend look nice and you can move things around easily. But I mean, it's, it's just so much work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah i i think like the approach with a shortcode would have been great like it doesn't make sense like n- not a single that it doesn't exist a single element or single component of wordpress that could be like the walker class the widgets the the, mm-hmm. the shortcodes or whatever sidebar elements that you cannot update and if you update they break the previous version even if you have it saved in the database like what what yeah. is this thing like
1: what yeah, that's the way it should work, and and Advanced Custom Fields is actually doing something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, they in the five point eight, which is in beta right now, uh, they're kind of doing it so where like you set up your attributes in Advanced Custom Fields, and then you're pretty much just writing like a PHP template to render it, mm-hmm. um, which makes a lot more sense. But since it's still Gutenberg, it's still going to be turned into a string and shoved into the content of the post. Yeah, so. I still wonder with even their approach how you're going to be able to, to upgrade it. You know, how, how are you going to handle like the, this whole deprecated thing that WordPress is thinking is the greatest thing ever? <laughs> the
0: greatest. Thing. This is so good. <laughs> oh, also I was checking, like I was doing some research and I, I stumbled upon the GitHub repository of Gutenberg, which by the way, has 1300 plus issue reports, <laughs> which is fucked that are up. Open? <laughs> They're all open wow which is messed up like to to give credit probably 300 of those are enhancements or like requests of new features but still you have 1300 like 1300 issue reports on a production ready (laughs) software yeah on a production ready code Uh, running on like
1: a huge majority of the websites in the world
0: (laughs) yeah good good stuff man great (laughs) great job and yeah i was reading there and i found a lot of closed issue because they closed it of course of these people complaining like Mm -hmm. it's it's absurd that i publish a blog and then after a week i decided to change one line or one word and it breaks everything and a lot of developers answered of like WordPress or Gutenberg developers answer, oh yes, no, you can create a deprecated, and after the deprecated, you can go through all your blog posts and update the blog post.
1: Yeah, because I'm sure users are going to be happy about doing that, especially some of these WordPress sites that have just thousands of articles or or you know custom post types that they've added and they're using these blocks. Like, no, That's of, not going to happen. What kind of
0: fucked up answer is that? Like, I would, like <laughs> if I answer like that in my comp, I would be fired. Yeah. Like if I tell my boss, like, oh yeah, no, you you cannot do that. You need to manually update every single thing that you did because I decided to change stuff. And mm-hmm. like what? Like this, Jesus? It's <laughs> like, it. No, it doesn't make sense. It's like it's completely mind blowing to me. It's what? Why? Like who decided? Who approved it? Who decided to build this way? To build on top of this? And I'm, I'm sure, like, we are late on to the game. Like, we, mm-hmm. we probably, our biggest mistake was not embracing Gutenberg since the beginning sure. when they announced it and just actually being involved in the development process of Gutenberg and try to push mm-hmm. back. But out there, there are way more, like, smarter developers <laughs> than us that are working on these things. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't build something like Gutenberg because it's really complex yes it is and like who who was in charge of saying yes let's yeah this is the way to do yeah let's we're gonna destroy (laughs) everything and then we're not gonna allow anyone to update anything
1: yeah i i I don't know and i just the the thing that gets me is just the complexity of of the development of it it's like i i think that they would have had a, a better time onboarding people like us who were very critical of this if if it was a lot simpler to write uh, like you said, you have to enqueue things differently in PHP yeah. and you have to do it so that you can import it in your JavaScript, yeah. even though these things are available. Cause there's all these other blocks using them. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to write this stuff as getting stringified. And then now you have to like write code to handle every deprecated version you've ever written on this thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, if it was a lot simpler and they were just kind of introducing like react into this, uh, I think it would have gone over a lot better. It would have been a lot less complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a lot less issues in GitHub.
0: Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Uh, and you know, they could, I, I think if they had done that and the blocks just in the, the post content was simpler and everybody was happy about it mm-hmm. when they announced, like we talked about last week with, Oh, Gutenberg's going to be in your menus and it's going to be the widgets. And you're pretty much going to have a page builder in Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, c- can you imagine writing a full theme with custom blocks to build like a page builder for your theme? With the state it is right now.
0: Oh yeah, kill me now, please. Yeah, Just like, fuck <laughs> this. No, like no, fuck that. No, it's it's absurd. And I'm looking at my my code, like literally the custom block. And I'm gonna share the source code later in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my custom block does three things. You have you can write a title, a description, and you can activate a, a follow on Twitter, a tweet, a custom tweet, and a subscribe to. YouTube uh, HTML buttons. That like these three things. Mm-hmm. Just to do these, it took me like four hundred three hundred and ninety-two lines of code to build this shit. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> and yeah. it's like it, it was confusing all along is like first like also it doesn't make sense how they named those methods like there mm-hmm. one thing that i really like about the widgets and the shortcodes how when you generate it in php that you have the uh save methods the uh, show methods the visualize method like all the methods are named based on the things that they do right. you have the edit method that takes care of editing and then you have the the show method that takes care of printing here in gutenberg you have the edit method and mm-hmm. the save method. That threw me off so bad cuz I was so confused. How about... much time did it take you to understand that the save method is what's it's actually rendered in the front end? It it took a while. <laughs> it took way too long. I I was really really confused cuz I thought
1: save was oh, are we going to be like sending the attributes that the user selected to the API to yeah. save somehow? I'm um, gonna sanitize before submitting yes,
0: something. Yes,
1: and then I'm like, "Why is this like in the default one? Why is it returning HTML?" Exactly. What, this makes no sense. What? When in the world is this actually saving? And mm. it's not. It's just. <laughs> it's not saving. It, it's just gonna show this stuff to the screen. It it, it just it that took me way too long to figure out.
0: Yeah, and it's absurd that also, which is like I think is the major fuck up here, is that. Your your block is gonna break, mm-hmm. not if you change the edit part, not if you completely strip away all the code and you write custom extensions or custom sections in the editable part of your administration area. It breaks if you change the save part, if you change the front end. Mm-hmm. What like why like how is that like what the fuck how is that possible like the save. Uh, potentially the save method should only print HTML. But the fact that they physically stringify everything and they store it in the database as a string, as an HTML string wrapped around to stupid HTML tags, and then they re-render dynamically that into a a dynamic component when you edit your page, it it messes everything, like creates a huge mess of convert stringify destringify json djson in queue mm-hmm. like fucking what what like encode decode
1: yeah and it's crazy and like the error i was getting yesterday where we were saying like your code changed or whatever and i was looking at it and on the screen it did look different mm-hmm. but when i copied both the like the previous and the current into like notepad plus mm-hmm. plus i looked at it side by side they were exactly alike there was no difference. Oh yeah. But in WordPress it looked different because the way it was breaking the word wrap because this is a string of HTML it's not formatted. Yeah. It was breaking the word wrap at different points. So it made it look like the code was like a few lines more.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh it cannot interpret like like regular HTML symbols. I tried to embed an SVG image and it was because during the conversion, the encode and decode in JSON Stringify was breaking my SVG tags. Oh, wow. And it was recognizing, like, the the parameter, like, the view box, which has a capital Mm -hmm. B, so a view capital B box. It was recognized as a a React, actually, like, a React attribute, like, class name or stuff like that. Yeah, because I do the camel case stuff. Exactly, and it was breaking everything. So I I, I cannot even, like, embed an SVG Wow. this fucking thing.
1: <laughs> SVGs are, you know, so common now with how small they are compared to images. It's, I mean, you've got to support
0: that. Yeah. And uh, I I ended up putting the dash icons, which WordPress has built in in the admin mm-hmm. area, but not in the front end. So I can have dash icons in the back end for my small components, but in the front end, it's completely empty because in the front end, is not enqueued the dash icon library. And, like, there are all these little things that the more you dive into it, the more you see the architectural flaws of these mm-hmm. approach. And, like, you cannot imagine how much time it took me to figure out that in the save method, you cannot write any JavaScript because it, it won't be saved. It won't be rendering in the front end. Yeah. I was literally trying to do like one click, show another section, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the stupidest thing ever, like uh, the if statement, if this is clicked, show this other HTML section, and it wasn't working. So that's why you have to
1: enqueue another JavaScript file so that you could do these things on the front end?
0: Exactly. Wow. That's a mess. I was was inspecting the source code and I was like, this is just HTML. Where is my JavaScript? Is that stripped away? (laughs) Like i mean, inside React. I, I, am I losing my mind? It's not how React works anymore. Like, what the fuck? So really Gutenberg right now, you can only use for like basic
1: content stuff. You can't do anything any more complex than that. Like, no, you're not trying at to all. Where you mm-hmm. do this and something else appears. So yeah, why are they no. moving forward to doing like something like menus yeah. where <laughs> things happen, right? Like hover events. <laughs> like if you have a, a secondary menu, like, how is any of that going to work?
0: I don't know. Probably we're not smart enough to understand this. <laughs> Probably it's like the geniuses behind this, they have all figured it out and we can't understand the bigger plan. But yeah, it's... And also like the other question related, like that means that the title, the, like the default core blocks of Gutenberg that we currently have in WordPress, mm-hmm. they will stay the same forever or if they change and evolve those files they will be longer and longer every time yeah. because of the deprecated method so it will be basically non maintainable after two months of development this thing yeah
1: yeah I don't know what they're gonna do with that I, I I hope that it just it drives them to coming up with a better solution for this uh, especially for handling the deprecated um, mm-hmm. so I feel like if their own developers are struggling to, to maintain this and to add to it then it'll kind of force the core into uh you know something
0: better <laughs>
1: anything <Yeah>. else <laughs> <laughs>
0: anything else do you think they will ever do it because it took them like two years to make this shit so like <laughs> sorry it did
1: take them two years uh same time they were going through that whole like they were building it in react and then they stopped and they tried switching it to something else because of the whole like react um, thing. yeah the facebook thing so i don't know if that hurt it or if it's just that it's so complicated that it even took their own developers that really know the core of wordpress this long to make something that's uh you know really just in the admin panel doesn't
0: yeah i'm, I'm not sure like how what what they're gonna do like i mean yes menus and widgets are rendered statically as well but are coming from php yeah. and it's like is the whole like is the drastic change in development approach? So far, as a WordPress developer, you have your PHP where you manage all your static data, and then you write some JavaScript code to manage or like to animate and change that data that you speed out from PHP. Now it, there's an extra step. First, there's the step of compiling thing, because since you're pretending you're asking to use React, you asked developers to also implement a a built system in the theme, Mm -hmm. something that was never a thing in WordPress. That's why it's so accessible. You don't need any prior knowledge other than simple HTML, CSS, and a little bit of PHP in order to make it work. Mm -hmm. Now you're asking to, hey, yes, you need a fully functional React build system in your WordPress theme. (laughs) Even if you want to just do nothing, you need that. And second, you're going to ask, okay, if you want a custom element in the admin area, you need to write React. But then you also need to write a slightly different PHP to enqueue your React component in the back end. And then if you have some uh, custom stylings for your component, you have to enqueue another styling in the front end and then if you want your component to be slightly dynamic in any way in your frontend you need to write another javascript but doesn't have to be react has to be another type of javascript whatever
1: yep so that, that's what you got to do
0: four, four <laughs> things instead of one <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that's crazy i mean it, it, and then your your theme or your plugin that you're writing is now four times more complex just because of that
0: oh yeah it's yeah like the complexity in the it's so verbose. This source code, this, mm-hmm. for like to do anything, to do any small fucking thing. And I'm not an expert in React. Is React like this? Like I'm I'm so used to Vue.js, JS, and I love Vue.js because it's so easy. It's yeah. React that complex. Um, I'm not
1: sure. I mean, I I when I mess with React, and, that, and the reason why I went with Vue is because I'm I come from an Angular JS background. I'm used to templates and JavaScript being separate. So the JSX really threw me off in React how uh, like in Vue or Angular, you can do a repeat uh, by just putting like a directive on your div or whatever you're wanting to repeat. Yeah. Uh, whereas in React, you actually have to write like a function that is like doing a loop and returning HTML within that loop. Hmm. Um, so that stuff really, to me, I think React is already complicated. Yeah. I think what they're doing in Gutenberg is is another step above that. <laughs> Great. Um, and, and that's why I've always really not understood why react became so popular because i feel like compared to angular or vue it's it's more it's more complicated to write yeah i think your code is more concise and you have less lines of code yeah but if you go back and try to read a react app it's a lot harder to read compared to like if you go to a vue template and you're like oh here's some html all right it's calling these functions that's in the script right here below that yeah oh and here's we we've got some scoped uh, css that is just for this component that yeah. works and i don't know if they use virtual dom or shadow dom for view mm-hmm. uh but it's scoped to that that component and you have it right here whereas react took it and they're like oh no well now class name that's now a camel case thing and like background colors not background hyphen colors background capital c color yeah. um some of that stuff just really i was just so confused by it um, which is why I've really stuck with Angular in Vue.
0: Yeah, exactly. And another thing that I cannot understand if React has this thing is that it doesn't have default model bindings. If you have uh, an HTML input field and an attribute or an array or a value, can you not bind it by default? Uh,
1: I do remember having some issues with, with binding objects in.
0: What in the React. hell? Like, why? Yeah. Like, what's like that? It, it's in your name, React. It means, like, <laughs> it should be reactive <laughs> Like Vue.js If you have an an, an attribute Or a, a variable mm-hmm. and you do A model binding Whenever you update the variable It updates automatically in your HTML or mm-hmm. vice versa Like, why do I have to manually write On change, set the attributes To update this variable that I declared Before to the same value Of this input field that I have here What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, someone is dying. <laughs> Sorry,
1: that's <laughs> all right. I muted my uh, recording. Um, I heard it coming. Was, it's yeah. all
0: right. No, it's it's good. It was good timing. Like it, yeah. it matches my frustration. <laughs> like, are you sending an ambulance for me? Yes, it's it's on its way. <laughs> Thank you. It's gonna take From the Southeast United States to, uh, to Vancouver. <laughs> it's gonna take just fourteen hours. It's fine. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I'm scared. Like I was really hopeful for Gutenberg the whole process of not using Gutenberg so building a new theme Mm -hmm. by just printing the content and using Gutenberg for the content is great it's visually appealing Mm -hmm. it's it's dynamic you can move stuff around it's 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 a good experience writing with that as far as you don't have really long content because as soon as you start having really long content it's just so slow and you have a lot of glitches and issues Uh, which is another stupid fucking thing. Uh, (laughs) You know, did you notice, uh, I don't know if you saw that, why this is happening, why Gutenberg is so slow when dealing with too many blocks. No, I haven't. Basically, uh, a guy uh, created a script to flash, to create like a flashing animation whenever a block gets updated. Mm -hmm. And what he noticed is that it doesn't matter in which block you write, every time you type a letter, all the blocks in your content, they get updated. They get refreshed.
1: But that's what React is already supposed to handle for you. It's only supposed to update the component that is being changed. So if you can think of each block as its own component, if you start typing in one block, only that one should be updated. So I don't know what they're doing on the
0: back end that's causing them all to update. You know why? Because it's the back end is outdated, because the database is outdated. They didn't update the database because your entire page or your entire post has to be converted into just an HTML file, oh. a HTML string, and saved in one database column. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: you're exactly right.
0: And they're doing these background saving through REST API all the time. Every time you hit a letter, there's on change, okay, package everything, save everything and ship it to the database. And every time you type, it saves everything. And it's really fast and I'm really impressed that it it's able to do these without us seeing sure. anything. But as soon as you have... 30 different components or like a thousand there was a user was having complaints like it starts freaking out start flickering and going super slow when you pass the 755 words of content. Wow, that's, that's
1: not many words at all. Like what the fuck?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so this was this script, this guy recorded his screen while doing it, it was a, it was a <laughs> Christmas tree it was just like flickering <laughs> every time I was typing a word, it fucking... yeah brutal it all comes down it all
1: comes back to the whole way they're storing it with it with the strings
0: yeah it's um that's yeah it's not a good approach if you have the type of database and i understand they want to keep backward compatibility with the thing but they're really breaking so many things so why don't you just yeah. refresh the like create another column create another table the wordpress database is really lean has just like 12 tables or something yeah yeah it's very small create a a dedicated table for your Gutenberg blocks. So you can save the proper React way every Mm -hmm. single block and save the actual, just the values as a stringified array or something. So who cares about the HTML structure? And then you can dynamically render, server-side render your HTML structure when you print the content in PHP. Mm-hmm. So don't force the the, the the script to actually convert your HTML into dynamic react component. Like what the, what the hell? Yeah. yeah that would make a lot more sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Already like what, like brainstorming, like who didn't do brainstorming before creating this shit? Uh,
1: developers who are a lot smarter than
0: us, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or product managers. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I
1: don't I think I think they were just so into like modernizing it, like, oh we're gonna do React and it's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be new and everybody's gonna love it that they didn't actually really think about the whole process. Like they just were like, Hey, just just start writing code, just get it working and uh we'll hope it works. <laughs> and it <he> doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Thirteen hundred issues later. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thirteen hundred oh my god that's brutal that's like shame oh sorry oh, whatever <laughs> uh, i don't know do you do you have a, anything else to add to this or yeah uh no i don't think so i think i just need a, a beer yeah <laughs> or some cocaine no yeah. no kids <laughs> don't do cocaine kids no i'm not not I'm not suggesting anything. Okay, so uh, let's read. We have a bunch of comments from the previous episode, which is fantastic. We're getting actually a lot of views, uh, like an average of 100 listens per day on our podcast feed and we have a, a lot of users coming from spotify a bunch from uh from like podcast republic or itunes um we're starting to get some comments and reviews which is really really nice i'm really happy yeah, about it good. uh so the first um the first guy wrote adrian Perez cruz said really like the show always fun to listen to hey thank you so thank you. much it was, it was phenomenal um <laughs> Milan wrote uh he's afraid that since I'm going to be getting the job at Mozilla mm-hmm. I'm not going to do Laravel tutorials anymore. Like no. <laughs> I will I will still do. Like I don't work with WordPress anymore. I don't on my personal right. website, but I do WordPress tutorials. So it's it's fine. Like I won't interrupt it. Uh and then we got a question from Victor says is it possible to improve Thunderbird? <laughs> <laughs> you can improve anything yeah i guess we'll see <laughs> let's see how it goes yeah i mean
1: you're focused on the the ux so yeah uh it's gonna be interesting to see what it looks like after you know seeing like akira and uh, what you've done with ritual music i'm sure thunderbird's gonna be awesome
0: oh thank you thank you yeah we'll see um. okay and then uh, right at the end of our beautiful, beautiful episode where we release a lot of frustration I guess uh, we'll see if we're going to get any comments from a WordPress developer if you're a WordPress developer involved in the Gutenberg project please let us know I would love to interview you we should do an interview with yeah, one of be these awesome. guys Okay, so next, like, for our homework for next week is harass as many developers as possible. <laughs> Try to hook someone to join for a podcast interview.
1: Yeah, it'd be really nice to get an insight into uh, why they made some <laughs> decisions they made and um, just understand if if they themselves are as frustrated or if they're, yeah. you know, like, oh, no, it's actually not that bad. You're doing it all wrong or, you know
0: yeah no exactly i would love to to be uh, to be questions so i would love to yeah. to to get like schooled about this thing I would love to understand everything and we are nice we're actually nice people like we don't we don't buy it and uh we're just curious we're really like curious about why why this is happening mm-hmm. uh for the end before the end of our beautiful Uh, episode i want to recommend everyone if you didn't watch it already to uh, go check the umbrella academy on netflix which is a fantastic show based on a comic book did you watch it i haven't seen it no you should it's really good did you watch the um, hunting of hill house no, no, it's it's on my list to watch though. Oh, come yeah, on, dude! Really I know
1: I'm so far behind. Yeah,
0: come on, stop! <laughs> yeah, stop everything <laughs> you're doing. Stop playing with Gutenberg. Watch the show. No, it's um, <laughs> it's a really great show. It's based on a comic book, The Umbrella Academy, and the comic book was written by the singer of the My Chemical Romance. Which is, oh wow! Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a really it's a really good adaptation. They are pretty honest to the original source material. And also, the writer of the of the comic book was on set a lot of time to be like involved in the process, and mm-hmm. it's great. I'm I'm stoked. I I watched it in three days. There are just like nine, ten episodes. It's really short, so it's really digestible, okay. and I'm really really excited for season two. Uh-huh. Cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations, like something to read, to listen to, watch for our users? uh not this week i don't yeah. think uh read the gutenberg documentation yeah don't know don't do that <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> which how fucking outdated is this thing how cannot believe wow yeah you, you would think something as
1: as major as wordpress would have pretty good documentation i mean they do on other things the codex is great yeah uh, but when you get into gutenberg it's like uh,
0: what yeah, literally, there are a lot of sections that or are undocumented or mm-hmm. you have code snippets that you copy paste that they don't work because they're outdated. Yeah. Good stuff. Great onboarding process. And this is production ready. Yay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, we're pretty much at the end of this episode. Where can people find you, Chris?
1: You can find me on YouTube, which I haven't made videos in a while, but I've got plans to make some soon. I'll uh, have more talk on that on our next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris J. Perko. Uh, you can find me on my website at net, which I'm going to get a new .dev domain as soon as uh, they're not ridiculously expensive.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I won't say what the dot dev domain I'm getting because uh-huh. somebody will go buy it and then tell me I can buy it from them for five
0: thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a thing.
1: <laughs> and uh and yeah, here on YouTube.
0: Nice. Uh and you can find me anywhere, just AliCat, Alessandro Castellani. you can find me on Twitter YouTube, whatever, in this podcast. You can find all the links in the description below this podcast as usual. And thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know. As usual, give us a review. If you hate us, what do you think about Gutenberg? Do you hate it too? Uh, Did we get it all wrong? We're just stupid that we don't understand these amazing new technologies. Please let us know because we really want to learn. And until the next one, as usual, happy coding. Keep on hacking.